Welcome back to the Swingman Podcast. As ever, I'm your host, George St. Leisure, joined as I am all the time by Louis Halpin and Lewis Howard. Uh, it's podcast number, I think it was 88, I just when we was going through it. Yeah, podcast number 88. Uh, it's been a while, but the NBA has been a bit dry in this little bit of the off-season. And I don't know about you, but it feels longer than ever for, for a break in, in the season. Um, but we're coming together today to discuss Ben Simmons. Now, it's probably the only sort of, I would say, the biggest piece of news in from free agency and, and whatnot that hasn't yet been decided. I think that's a fair assessment. Am I right? Yeah, it's, it's the hot topic at the moment, at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a bigger issue in terms of a single player that was potentially going to be moving right now than than there is Ben Simmons. The sort of backstory to it, and I mean, feel free to, to jump in every you two if I forget a hole, if I get, forget any holes in the story here. Um, essentially, Ben Simmons drops an absolute stinker against the Hawks in the seven-game series. Took about three shots in all of all of the fourth quarters combined. Um, came out of it and pretty much everyone, Doc Rivers had lost faith in him, you could tell from the game seven. I wouldn't say him, I think Embiid isn't completely out, but he was very much annoyed at Ben Simmons' performances in those games. Um, Philly as a fan base in general are, are pretty much not afraid to share their opinions um, and wanted him traded immediately. I, I've noticed a little bit of difference over time from it, but there's still the vast majority we want to see Ben Simmons traded. And ultimately, Ben Simmons has since asked to be traded. Um, have I got that right? Have I, have I forgotten anything? Is my Philly bias clouded anything? Yeah, there? I mean, I would say it, it probably goes, if you really want to go back, goes back a little bit further than that. But generally, the whole story is the same, which is, you know, everyone thinks Ben Simmons is a great player, but he can't shoot. So, oh, yeah, there's know, the same thing you worried about. Yeah. yeah, you're worried about if them two or the Sixers can get Embiid and Simmons to work together. They bring sure. a new coach in who tries it. And then that fails fantastically in the playoffs with, as you say, Ben Simmons underperforming quite a bit. And then Dot Rivers doesn't come out with the most confidence about him after it. And that, that undermines it even more. And now we're at where we're at, you know, after yeah. what you said. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't help. It's the standard procedure as well of every summer. What's Ben Simmons' one biggest flaw? He's a jump shot away from being the LeBron James regen. And then you see him in mm. training courts with like Rondo and he's pulling up from the parking lot, as Stephen A would say, draining threes in a in a gym, but will take three all year. These are the issues that happen with Ben Simmons and, and the likes. Um, and it was going to either go one way or the other. And it's it was either going to go, it, it would work very well or it, it's not going to work. I still believe it. Potentially can work, but potentially that means that I'm quite naive on the basis. My Twitter bio still does 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 say that Embiid and Simmons shouldn't be traded. But we're at this case now where it seems Simmons wants out of Philly. Um, it's pretty much why, I mean, there's no smoke without fire. There's loads of reports that Simmons has said that he wants to leave the Sixers. Doesn't plan on coming to training camp, summer camp, whatever it may be. I'm not sure when that quite starts officially, but it's going to be apparent when that happens. So... As such, I think it's it, it's pretty decent knowledge as well from sort of um, most official in the nose in the NBA that the Sixers have been trying to shop Ben Simmons, 
But the issue that they're facing is that when the Sixers are opening up trade talks, and Ben Simmons is obviously going to be aware of this, the Sixers are going for sort of trades as if Ben Simmons is at his peak of peaks and he's at his full potential still of that he's going to be this all NBA, all star type player, which he there's not, I don't think either of you would disagree that he still has the potential to be that just because of how good he is on the defensive end of the game. But I mean, he plays can't, at all level. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm saying, if like being that creme de la creme premium asset, your Anthony Davis, James mm. Harden's that have been traded, you can't drop a series like you have in the playoffs and then expect to be going around for sort of prime money. Like you, you're going to be getting off. You're getting a yellow sticker in the UK. Yeah. You're going to be getting off. You're going to be getting traded at a discounted value. I think that's the issue that the Sixers have got right now is that they don't want to let go of this guy that they know can be very good, but he wants out and it's the player power struggle of, of all time. I'd be yeah. interested to, to know your perspective, George, because you're, I mean, a Sixers fan or at least quite partial to the Sixers. Um, like, are you, do you feel slightly aggrieved by the whole not turning up to training camps or trying to force his way out type of thing? Or, do you think it's kind of fair game? Because the way I look at it from more of an outside perspective, I can see from like a fan's point of view that he's there's a sort of lack of development over the last couple of years and those flaws really losing them series really at the end of the day, not just the Hawks one. Um, I think the Celtics one a couple of years prior, he didn't really do much in the Raptors series, but I, w- I wouldn't put that all on him. But regardless, I can see why they'd be frustrated. But I can also see that he probably feels like he's been hung out to dry a little bit. Um, you, you said about the Doc Rivers thing after that that games uh, again that series against the Hawks, where he sorts of he sort of came out and they asked him, "Can he be like your point guard of the future?" And he's, I mean, he's not given a very convincing answer. No, really. yeah, that, that's where you back your player, and he didn't. Yeah, do that. and I can imagine he probably felt quite aggrieved after that. Quite, you know. Like I said, hung out to dry a little bit. So I can see it from both perspectives, but I was just wondering what you what you thought. I think in terms of that, there's a way of which you see this, and it's not just in basketball, but it's in all sports at the moment. Of that, I think if you've got a contract with a team, and I wouldn't, I'd say that the Sixers has, has the Sixers as an organization have very much backed Ben Simmons throughout the entire tenure he's been there, regardless of his like flaws in his game. I can understand why Doc Rivers don't like. What, why he said it at the time, very emotional just after a game seven and all of this. But if you look up, if you look in the run up of that, of all of those playoff games and throughout the regular season, Doc Rivers has always sung Ben Simmons' praises, like higher than anybody else as well. Even when he wasn't coaching the Sixers, he was very high on Ben Simmons. So it probably was with a pinch of salt and a bit of uh, uh, just too emotional in that situation. And Doc Rivers is an emotional coach anyway, right? I still think he believes it could work and would want to do it again. But I think that for Ben, he's probably at the point now where the Philly fans have really got to him underneath of it. He, he just doesn't want it. He just doesn't want to do it again. I think that's his, that's how I'm perceiving the whole Ben Simmons things right now. I don't blame him because it's, it's a player power league. It's facts, right? If he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't care if he gets fined. Like I think if he doesn't go to the training camp, he loses like $1.3 million, but this is nothing to them because they're on super max deals of 250 million over five years, right? If that means he gets his move, he'll do it. So I get it from that perspective. It's obviously you'd want to see players act professional throughout the whole course of it, but just in this day and age, it doesn't work now. Like you can like Harry Kane in the Premier League, for example, wanted that move. He still didn't get it, 
but you didn't turn up to training for X amount of time, even though they'll cover it up and they'll say that it was extended holiday and so what. But this is the process for these sort of things now. If you if you want out and the team doesn't necessarily want to lose you for what your value is, this is how players go about it now. So I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really surprised at it now. You just have to see James Harden last year, really. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that was probably worse because he, when he did turn up, he turned up about ten stone overweight and didn't the try. Issue, the issue I will ha- well, the issue I do have with it though is it's a different scenario. Even though it's very similar to the James Harden that doesn't turn up to trade and wants to move, the issue is is that James Harden had seven teams that would basically collapse themselves in forwards to try and land him, to try and trade him, because he was a very desirable asset that would potentially lead your team to either that massive rebuilding stage where you've got that core player, or to go for a chip immediately, which is what happened with the Nets, right? Ultimately, didn't work that year, but regardless right Ben Simmons isn't James Harden and he isn't Anthony Davis and he isn't those players that will tip you over there aren't teams that are absolutely lining up begging to trade Ben Simmons so this is where I have the issue with it because on the one regard of I understand why he's doing it and I fully get it from his perspective that if he wants to leave this is probably the steps he needs to go through but he's now not sort of that A-caliber player that can demand these trades out and has got multiple teams lining up for him. It's more that the Sixers are trying to shop him because he doesn't want to be here and they don't want to have the contract and the downside that's going to come from it. That's my only sort of thing of that he was so bad in those playoff games. I'd want to see like what happened with Embiid where he got booed two years ago for his like for not putting in the effort, not putting in the training and not being as good as people know he can be he's put the effort in and then had arguably an MVP year I'd like to see Ben Simmons take the criticism on take everything from the Philly fans I know it's it's a lot if you're going to get abused by millions of people right or hundreds of thousands of people right but take the criticism on board work on it and then show them what you can be because Philly fans are like and all NBA fans will hate on I don't think any NBA fan realistically thinks that Ben Simmons is a bad player or like anything like this. They know he's got potential. So I'd rather see him try and prove people wrong in Philly, if you know what I mean, as opposed to like going to the Warriors team up and playing Stephen Clay and, and so on and so forth. That's sort of my, that's my six pence on it. Yeah, I think the one difference now as opposed to a couple of years ago, as you say, is talking about showing everyone that he, you know, the potential can be realised. I think the problem is now is people are calling into question and people probably at the 76ers in very high places, mainly maybe even Doc Rivers himself, who knows, I think probably, are questioning how much potential he's actually got. Because there's no doubt he's an all-star calibre player, but can he reach that next level that, that will push... Philly over the line. Like for example, you say the Joel and Bead. I think everyone knew that Joel and Bead, if he gets his stuff together and performs, he can perform at an MVP level and be one of the best players in the league. And he is one or two for centers in the league. Do we think Ben Simmons can get to that level in his respective position or in the league? And I think most people now would say no. Whereas a couple of years ago, there was more the sentiment of, oh, if he develops that shot. But now it's like, well, is he ever going to develop that shot? 
I mean, I, I, I do agree in that regard of the, if you're looking at it as a, if Ben Simmons can ever be a number one, number two player in all of NBA or in his position, I understand that. Like you've got Steph Curry, you've got Dame Lillard in those spots. But I mean, at the same time, Ben Simmons is 25. So like he's now, this This is the, the tipping point. There needs to be a season next year where he shoots because you can't be a 25-year-old and say, it's the cusp of like the potential and if it was just wasted or not. If he doesn't come out next year and you're starting to actually see him take shots with confidence, not just like once in summer camp that was against like... I can't even remember the team. What's that? What's the one that's always mean? The, the Chinese team, was yeah, it? Like, yeah, like the Shanghai, Shanghai Sharks. Shots, like, yeah. He took like two or three or something, and everyone went mad. It was like a Simmons year. <laughs> he can't do that again and then not shoot for like twenty-seven games or whatever it was. He needs to genuinely do it now because otherwise, then it's just it's done. There's no more. You can't have five years of this discussion about Ben Simmons. So, um, I, I, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm kind of past the point of really thinking he will ever develop a jump yeah, shot that's, or something that's like that. That's my point. Yeah, I think a lot of people and maybe some people at the, at the 76ers have decided that as well. I would just like to see him really sort of physically impose himself like I know he can do or just get more yeah. aggressive and go to the rim a bit more because, you know, we've seen Giannis lead his team to a championship doing just that. And I know they're not the same players and not the same makeup. Giannis is a complete freak, but Simmons is like that type of height athleticism speed like skill like handles and all of that so i think he can do something to a similar level that's just what i would like to see more i just don't think it will particularly work with with Embiid as i haven't for years because it's just the spacing is just a bit it's just messed up really isn't it and he'll always be a Mm. very good defensive player and i'm not sure i agree he he can't tip a team over the edge i think well i mean we'll talk about trade destinations but i think there's like a certain caliber of team if they added Ben Simmons, they've got to be like pretty good already. But if they added Ben Simmons as your third or your, your maybe even your second best player, I think you know you can really elevate yourself to the championship contender. But I suppose we can talk about that uh, sure. in a bit. Yeah. So I mean, I've got some some trade ideas slash suggestions slash rumors about where Simmons is going to be going because again, normally there is no smoke without fire. So there has been a certain amount of teams that come up more often than not when Ben Simmons has been discussed in trade rooms and, and where he could potentially la- potentially land this year. Um, so one of the sort of key ones from what you're sort of getting from Ben Simmons' camp is that he's very much keen on the idea of playing for the Warriors. So obviously people looking around the Warriors sort of their squad, if there's potentially a three-team a three team trade involved, but the general Warriors one of the framework of the deal behind it is that you've got Ben Simmons and Matthias Tybal from the Sixers moving, and you've got Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and Moses Moody going from the Warriors' end. I personally can't see this ever happening, but it's something that is available on the on the one case of that the Ben Simmons could move, and it's pretty much a direct swap with Andrew Wiggins' contract. But obviously, Ben Simmons is a more valuable asset. Yeah. Also, I, mean, I think there's a pick involved from the Warriors' end because it's still not weighted perfectly in terms of that. Yeah, it would, it would, there would definitely be a pick involved. Yeah. I don't think it's that wild of a comparison in terms of Ben Simmons' value now. But like when you think about it a year ago, if you'd be going, the, the Sixers are going to trade Simmons for Wiggins, it's a bit mad in that regard. But I'll be honest, I don't like that for the 76ers. I, I, uh, the, the Sixers will be moving Wiggins on. I think Wiseman's going to go. I think I can't see Wiseman sticking about as well. It, it's going to be something. It, it would be like a three-team deal eventually, but 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't like it from the 76ers end because I know how inconsistent Wiggins is and I don't think he really helps to a, to a great degree. Um, good defensive player. He kind of developed into that last year, but inconsistent shooter mentality all over the place. And Wiseman, very, very raw. And he's also a centre and they've already got a really good centre already. So I don't see how that works from the 76ers type. type. It doesn't really help them, you know, to win now, which is what you kind of want to do when you've yeah. got them beat. I mean, as George said, I think that trade would completely depend on yeah. what the 76ers then did after with what they got mm. from it. I mean, from Simmons' perspective, like Ben Simmons basically upgraded Draymond Green. I mean, maybe he doesn't have the sort of defensive awareness or know-how, intelligence, that type of thing, but physically... Like he can do everything Draymond can do and more, and just maybe as good a part of Draymond's a really good passer, but probably Simmons, you'd say, might be a better playmaker, give or take, I suppose. Yeah, um, I mean, it'd just be if he could gel with Steph the same way Draymond does, because oh, yeah. when the when the Warriors were winning championships, he was such an integral part to that team. I think I, I can't remember the stats of mine, but there is a a plus minus stat in the playoffs. And players and how much they impact the team and Draymond Green's is unbelievably positive. Like it's incredible yeah. in those years that you, that the Warriors were winning. And you'd think Ben Simmons would be able to integrate well into that. I, I mean, yeah, the the one aspect I imagine the Warriors will have a bit of doubt on is a, a, a sort of court that has Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on it, but then with Draymond Green and Ben Simmons, the yeah. spacing of well, that I mean, isn't... I, I would just those two assume, are getting double teamed all the time, right? I would assume it would be leading towards the end of Draymond Green's yeah. career. No, I, 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 if, I, if Ben Simmons was potentially, in. but I, I couldn't see that because I mean that's an unbelievable set of defensive wings in that regard. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean Draymond Green's not really a wing. It could be I know like he plays power forward, but he's not yeah, really a wing, just... is he? No. Yeah, it could be like a good contingency plan for when I think Draymond sort of just phases out and then, you know, you've got this guy. Yeah, exactly. Does that's a lot that's of what things. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. I do like it for him, but it's just not going to happen, is it? So. Yeah. Anyway, so again, one of the other sort of front runners in this sort of Ben Simmons smoking rumours and smoking mirrors, I should say, um, is the Portland Trailblazers. Um now, obviously, there was a lot of rumours that the Sixers were sort of holding out for Dame Lillard, but I think their whole idea was that they were going to wait. They're, well, they're trying to wait until sort of the end of the deadline to see if Dame puts a trade request in because then it sort of helps them out a bit. But still, I think in the regards to sort of Ben Simmons' value, he's sort of done in terms of the Dame Lillard range. Um, so the trade that we've got here is we've got Ben Simmons and again, Matthias Tybal from the Sixers leaving. And in regards coming back from the Trailblazers, you've got CJ McCollum and Robert Covington. Now, yeah, I, th- I think I think there's a first rounders as well. Th- there'll be a I th- there's a pick on the Sixers side for this to happen for getting Robert Covington in this trade, but he's only got a year left on his deal anyway. I think this is one of the most sort of even ones, but I still don't mm. realistically like it for the Sixers end. I don't mind it for the for the Trailblazers because, I mean, I don't think you need to know basketball to know the fact that. Portland have always struggled defensively every single year, and it's been their main floor. Ben Simmons addresses that issue untoward. He can pick up any player on the court, one through five, and mark them out of the game, essentially, right? I don't like CJ McCollum as a fit on the Sixers. I don't think it really works. So I think it would, again, then be another one that the Sixers then have to move on. 
I can't see how he fits in. Seth Curry isn't a point guard. CJ McCollum isn't a point guard. None of them are going to handle the ball. Maxi's not ready to do that. So I can't really see how this happens for the Sixers in that regard. I think for the for the Trailblazers, it's great because then I know they're losing CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard as a backcourt, but Dame can then be that guy even more. And Ben Simmons is, I think, is a perfect sort of partner for him in my eyes from that. But I don't want you to think. Um, I first off, I'll, I'll say this before we get into any more of these. I am of the opinion that if I was the Sixers right now, I'd actually keep Ben Simmons. I know, I know he, he said he wants to leave, but if I just looking from the Sixers, it's the best. Oh, it's the I best. It, it's the best. But it, unfortunately, like you don't want to have a player that doesn't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, if he wants to leave, he'll do everything his power to leave. And generally, with what you said earlier about it being a superstar-driven league, he'll probably get his wish. Looking at all the different trades they could that could feasibly happen, I think this is probably the most realistic <laughs> one where both teams get something decent. I actually don't want. I unlike you, I think CJ McCollum would be quite good for the Sixers. I do think he could. He's not a point guard, like listed point guard or a point guard playing currently, as you say, but I think he could step into that role. I think he can handle the ball quite well. He could probably increase his playmaking and he could he could do a decent job for the Sixers. As you say, it would mean that they're quite short, not as in not enough, but just short as in genuinely short uh, at the back call there, which is what the Trailblazers are now. But I, th- I think that could work out. And also, I think Simmons on the Trailblazers would be good for, as you say, their def- they've needed defense for a long time. They've needed a power forward for a long time, and obviously Simmons would be playing more that role than the point role because obviously Dame's there. So I still don't love it, but of the ones that we're going to go through, I think this is probably the most realistic one. I think CJ did come into the league as a point guard, to be fair, but was then mm. just sort of shifted. I mean, I think he started as six man and then was brought into the starting lineup, and the, the way they just sort of happened, they just got really two, two very good backcourt people, and they just put them together. So I think well, he I can mean, increase his yeah. playmaking load. CJ and Dame are really both combo guards. Yeah. But either a pure point or a pure shoot. Yeah, I think you only need to see the the, um, the Olympics this year. Dame wasn't very good, and he wasn't very good at playmaking. But um, we're, we're talking about CJ anyway. Yeah, I think Dame's long gone in this scenario, to be honest. I think... Yeah, 100%. This trade... More I don't think it's, it, it, it's not... Nothing's ever a hundred percent. If Damien, yeah, okay, yeah, tra- obviously, if he puts you can say that. If he, <laughs> no, if he puts in a trade request and he wants out, realistically speaking, the Sixers are going to be one of the best packages they can get. From no, no, I, I, in my opinion, there is no chance any deal involving Ben Simmons and Dame Lillard goes through. Not a chance. If, I know you if, can't if say if anything's a hundred percent. No, I know. Life, but but no. if Dame Lillard wants out and the Trailblazers need to shop him, they're not realistically going to get many better packages. I think they'd the get Sixers. a better package. To get a better package in the Sixers with 100%. I'm not sure. I mean, regardless, CJ give them scoring, which they need. But I just don't... The, the, the point where it falls through for me a little bit, not falls through, but kind of underwhelms me, is I just don't think he really tips the scales too much. I mean, yeah. it depends on how highly you think of Embiid, because Yanis won the championship last year with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday as his two next best players. Um if you think Embiid's at a similar level to Yanis, maybe he could carry that that team as well. Albeit there was a couple of fortunate injury breaks for for the Bucks and Yanis there. So I don't know. I agree that 
all the ones we're going to go through, it's probably the most viable. It's probably not the one that excites me the most, though, or the mm. one that really, yeah, gets my blood pumping. Uh, again, it's for will, me, I, I don't think it's great, but in terms of value, I think it's pretty fair, especially with Robert Covington, I, Covington, who's a nice piece. Yeah, I will say as well, when you're talking about tipping the scale, I would add, and maybe this is one of the reasons why I would keep Ben Simmons. I don't think any trade they are going to get is going to tip the scale. No, but this always happens. Like regardless of, I mean, whenever a team loses a player, they always end up being the worst end of the deal. No matter. Yeah, no. What. But my point, yeah. is, my point is, Lou was talking about. Uh, I, you know, I could see it being nice for the Sixers, but I don't think it tip the scale. I think the problem with saying that is, is every single trade we're going to go through is not going to tip the scale. I think. I think, the the Hawks. I think they yeah, beat the, the Hawks then. last year if they have CJ McCollum over Ben Simmons, personally. Yeah, yeah but that, that was also a generational <laughs> runner getting to the NBA Finals. But fumble, I, still so. think, I still think they're worse than the Bucks in every scenario that comes now. They're going to be worse mm-hmm. than the Nets, regardless. Yeah. Like, every team in the league's worse Maybe than the Nets. So. Might be level with the Heat or something like that. It'd be a bit tricky, yeah. So again, moving on. So we another team that's part of the the, the rumor mill, um, and one that sort of seems to come up more often than not, as opposed to others in terms of favoring that they actually kind of want Ben Simmons, um, is Minnesota and the Timberwolves. Um, Louis' favorite team, of course. Um, the trade that involves the tr- the trade details of this are a little bit more complicated in the fact of that D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jaden McDaniels would be moving to the Sixers for a pick, Ben Simmons, Matisse Tybal, and Isaiah Joe. This I like more than the other two for the Sixers' end because I think D'Angelo Russell, you pick him up, you plop him in the team, and it works really well. Two years on his deal, and then he'll probably get a pay rise anyway, so that's the only issue, but their contracts are very, very similar. For this, I think it then also helps out the Timberwolves because Ben Simmons and Cat, it's the same sort of dynamic of Embiid and Simmons but there's no pressure on the Timberwolves to win and even if they got Simmons there wouldn't be that pressure now so I think and, and especially from all of the sort of rumors going around that Minnesota want this to happen a lot more this is one I could very much see happening <laughs> yeah um uh just before we get on to D'Angelo Russell and I'm I'm kind of soured on D'Angelo Russell in the sort of season and a half he's been at the Timberwolves because there's a lot of flaws there that I can that I can see that I don't like I don't think he's necessarily a better addition than CJ McCollum personally. Um, I don't think he's a better playmaker. A lot of ISO stuff. I mean, maybe that's something that the Sixers need. I'm not too sure, but defensively, he's not it. Um, I've still got a few question marks over his mentality. But he had a couple. He had a good season for the Nets a couple of years ago in a better environment. So maybe going to the Sixers with Embiid would suit him. Um, Malik Beasley is a, he's talented as well. Um, and Jade McDaniel's, who you probably won't know as well, he's he's a really good player. He might be the steal of that particular draft. So I agree. I think the volume for the Sixers there is is quite decent. Again, I uh, w- w- I'm not going to keep repeating that. I don't think it really pushes them over the line because I. Like Lewis said, I don't think a lot of these trades do. But materially, I think it probably would improve their overall offensive system. Um, I actually think Ben Simmons and Cat works a bit better than than you would think because Cat's a lot better shooter than Embiid. Though Embiid yeah, was quite good shooting yeah. last year. Um, and defensively as well, 
Ben Simmons can bring a lot of what the Timberwolves are missing. They won't, they're not going to win anything though. Like like you said, when Ben Simmons joins, or if he joined the, the Timberwolves, there'd be no pressure on them to win. And I can guarantee you they're definitely not making the pass with them two either. But mm. I think it'd be a decent st- step in the right direction for 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 the Timberwolves. But yeah. I, I like this one as well. I, this one excites me a little more than the Trailblazers one because it's a bit more of a, a shot in the dark. Um, mm. More range of outcomes, but the, the range of outcomes could be really good or really bad, whereas the McCollum one, I think, is just kind of meh. Um, I'm not yeah. sure what you think. I do think Cat and Ben Simmons would work really well because, as you say, Cat's a much better shooter can play on the perimeter a lot better, whereas you really want more, which is obviously where him and Ben clash a little bit. I think uh I think Seth Curry's in this as well, isn't he, George? Seth Curry? No, Seth Curry's not in this. Oh, uh, so so what I the ones I've seen from the Timberwolves one, he 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 was going to the Timberwolves. No, so this and... is Ben Simmons, Tyball and Isaiah Joe. Seth Curry oh, would okay. be involved in the Timberwolves. Okay. I, I have seen others where it is Simmons and Seth Curry, which I think would be another nice piece for the for the Timberwolves. The only thing I'd be somewhat concerned about is how much Ben Simmons would impact Anthony Edwards' progress. I don't think I think it'd be fine, but I do think there might be it, it might be more difficult to fit them together than it would be. Obviously, Ben Simmons and Cat seems like a great match. And then when you look at when you look at it for the Sixers, I I'm with you, Louis. I do actually prefer CJ McCollum to D'Angelo Russell, but it would be that similar sort of fit, if you will. He is, as you say, that uh, as I said before, that combo guard type. He'd be able to obviously take over the ball handling for the Sixers. And I don't hate the other players that you highlighted as well that would get along. I think this is another one of the ones which seems pretty reasonable because there are a few that are just not going to happen. But they, they, this isn't terrible, this one. I quite like this one, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some other sort of... Um sort of adjustments that have been made. So you've probably seen one, like you just said, with Seth Curry and others have seen that I've seen have, have involved no D'Angelo Russell because the whole Timberwolves idea is that they want that big three and Anthony Edwards so that they'd be giving them like a 22, 23 and a 24 first round pick instead of this, right? I don't think the Sixers would move in that direction unless there's necessarily a market mm. then to trade those picks for a player. But yeah, I think there's definitely there's a lot of interest from the Timberwolves end of getting a deal done from that. But I think that the Sixers would probably wait until I think the Sixers are going to wait until the end of the trade deadline anyway for this to happen. I'd be quite surprised. I mean, knowing our luck, we're recording this now tomorrow morning. It'll come out and it'll have gone somewhere completely random. But um, I think the Sixers are, are waiting for uh, for the end of the deadline or closer to it to try and max out the value in a team sort of demands as such or, or sort of how how badly they want him for this upcoming season um one of the last sort of ones that we've highlighted as a team as a sort of four teams that are going after ben simmons is a slightly off cuff off cuff one but it's still getting rumored quite a lot nonetheless um it's the washington wizards moving into him obviously they've just lost russell westbrook with their backcourt with with bradley bill he's moved on to the lakers um and so that the Wizards are potentially looking at acquiring Ben Simmons to go alongside Bradley Bill and sort of pick them back up so they're not sort of left in that void and that Bradley Bill feels that he's got another superstar next to him. In this deal, the Wizards would receive Ben Simmons, Anthony Tolliver and Isaiah Joe and the Sixers would be getting Spencer Dinwiddie, who they've just assigned off draft off free agency, Corey Kispert, 
Davis Bertons, Rui Hachimura, and then two first-round picks from 2025 and 2027 because they've already traded away all of their other ones. Um, I don't mind this for certain reasons of sort of, I think, I mean, you two both know how much I like Spencer Dinwiddie. However, he is just coming off of an ACL. Um, Davis Bertans, I think he's a really nice piece and would work quite well in the sort of Sixers thing, especially with Embiid. Um, the picks again, I mean, Rui Hachimura, I can't, he's a very up and coming player. He's very marketable in that regard. So Darren Morey will quite like that, but as an actual sort of piece for the Sixers, not sure how he's sort of fitting in alongside Tobias Harris, unless it's just sort of rotation. He's definitely not going to be a starter for them. And then the picks in that regard, again, I can't see the Sixers being interested in hoarding picks. They're not going in that direction. So it's if there's a market available to then trade them for a piece. So, Again, it's something that could happen, but I think that if trades like this are going to occur, they've got better they've got better offers elsewhere, is what I'd say. Yeah, I really don't like that for the Sixers. I don't think that's going to happen. It's one. Of, it's, think... it's a lot to unpack. Like, but it's. I just don't think they're getting enough value back for Ben Simmons. There, not a chance for me. <laughs> You're forgetting the that George absolutely loves Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> and he likes him a lot more than I do. So. <laughs> There's no way that you think Spencer Dinwiddie, though, George, is better than CJ McCollum or no, maybe no, of course. Russell. I think as a, I think no, they're not better players. But do I think Spencer Dinwiddie? Oh, not D'Angelo Russell, but Spencer Dinwiddie as a point guard is more suited to it than CJ McCollum is. CJ McCollum can't play mm. point guard. No, I think CJ McCollum <laughs> can. I've been. Uh, I'm not too sure. I actually don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie's that good a player. I thought he was more of a spark plug scorer type. I mean, these are all convo guards we'll talk about, really. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much every point guard we're going to talk about in the course of the NBA, is a combo guard now, really. Mm-hmm. There's no pure ones left. I agree. I don't like that package whatsoever. Um, I was a big fan. Wait, of so it's the worst of the four. It's by far the worst one we've done so far. I'd be combo. I'd be like, give me Bradley Bill and you can get Ben Simmons. Not that it, like, And that's just not, not that the Wizards would do yeah. that. No, no exactly. So, yeah. I, I don't think just... there's a trade to be had between those two teams. No. Yeah, I think there may have been once upon a time when I suggested yeah. it, I will say. Yeah, I think that would have, and I think that would have been quite decent if there'd been a better position if they had Bradley Beal than trading for CJ McCollum, D'Angelo Russell, or Spencer Dinwiddie. But yeah, uh, I agree. I do quite like the Davis Bertons. He's on a lot of money. Is the only issue. Um, yeah, and... he's a type of guy that will fit on nearly every team in the NBA. Yeah, particularly one where you have got John Peters as a big center. Um, mm. But I don't, I don't like it because I just don't think those players are good enough, really. And it, it yeah, strikes me as a bit of. Um, James Harden, Rockets trade type thing where you're getting back a lot of not bang average players. Spencer Dinwiddie's decent, but like, you know, what do they say in America again? Like a dollar, you know, trading a dollar for like a few dimes or whatever. Oh, pennies, like on dollar, or yeah, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Or, right. sense of, uh, like, I think from those four, my probable favourite is the Timberwolves one, but mm. I mean, these are all hypothetical anyway, but I think that there are some other ones that I've got here that I haven't really included from when we've been necessarily sort of putting a dart through them as what ones we'd say are our main ones. So, I mean, like one here, for example, I've got is, I think we've we've discussed this before, and I think we discussed this sort of the day after when we did the podcast of the Sixers crashing out. From my idea of how things go, I think Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren from the Pacers as a swap for Ben Simmons uh, there's a pick involved on the Sixers side. But in terms of that, that's a lot better for the players that the Sixers are getting back right now. 
because Malcolm Brogdon fits into that team, I think, pretty much perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And TJ Warren has got value of which they could then swap out for someone else, sort of similar to like a Seth Curry that is not nowhere near like a, a top, top player, but he's a very nice piece that you can get in a team. I I think the one thing I'd say for that is I don't think Simmons and Sabonis is a great duo together, personally. And I still think, even if I got that as a Sixers, I'm not sure I'd be happy at the end of the day. And I do like Malcolm Brogdon, but I, know, I just think, I, I still, I have more belief in Ben Simmons than most, I think, which is... Mm. Surprising, because I think I've changed a little bit over the past year or so. I was somewhat harsh on Ben Simmons, and as I've seen the huge criticism that's come over, maybe it's made me change my tune a little bit. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about that for either team, to be honest. The issue is when I feel with any of these places where Ben Simmons goes, there's only sort of two types of locations that I kind of like for him, and it's the sort of Warriors type setup and. The Nuggets couldn't trade for him, but I'd quite like him at the Nuggets instead of like an Aaron Golden or someone like that. Um, you know, those ones who are just on the cusp of something, but they need a bit, you know, just something that little bit extra, and I think he can give it to them. Or I'd want him in a place where you can just completely build around him. Um, and I think that would be the direction the Pacers would go if they were to trade. I think they'd probably trade Sabonis not long after that either, um, if they were going to do Brogdon and TJ Warren out there. I quite like a Raptors one. Yeah, um, I yeah, also like the Raptors one. I have a, a Raptors trade. I've got two more that I was going to discuss. I know we've only got five minutes, but uh, the Raptors trade is quite large. It involves Ben Simmons, Matisse Tybal, and Isaiah Joe from the Sixers. Pretty much the same three all the time. Um, and in return, they're getting Goran Dragic, OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher, and some other guy. Yeah, That's not the one I've seen. Have you seen the Pascal Siakam? Yeah, the Siakam one's the one I'm thinking of. The Siakam I've not seen a Siak. I've not seen a Siakam one. I uh, wouldn't would want Siakam like on the Siakam. Siakam. <laughs> Siakam is very Siakam is like Ben Simmons, but the ultimate version of Ben Simmons right now. That he was so highly valued and he's absolutely gone in the floor. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I, I, I actually don't mind the Siakam one. I, I think I'd still. It's the same thing with, with a couple of the others we said before. Where I just. I'd look at that and just think we're better off just trust like trying our luck with Ben Simmons. I know, as I said before, I know he's probably asked to leave and that's just not the case anymore. But I like the idea of the two of them. And I know the Raptors have to give another player along with Siakam to make it work, I think. I like the idea that they're both on the downturn a little bit. But, you know, you've still got two great players there. And maybe if they switch into places that would be a better fit for them maybe you'd see him flourish again but I, I don't know in reality how well that would work so yeah i quite Go like on. it if it was if it wasn't siakam and then you have maybe that wouldn't work too well in terms of spacing but you got like scotty barnes uh, scotty barnes who was it they drafted this year scotty barnes and then him siakam and then freddie van fleet i quite like that as a sort of young core to develop forwards. And then you can be like, okay, this don't work, this don't work. Um, but it's whether the Sixers would accept something with a headline of OG Ananobi. Uh, there's, I think that OG Ananobi is okay. I think the Goran Dragic part mm. helps it. I can't see them wanting Siakim at all. Yeah. Um, but the one I do want to talk about before 
we finish um, is one that I think is very similar in towards the Timberwolves deal of that it benefits both parties. It's a Sacramento Kings trade. Now, it involves mm-hmm. Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton, but I can't see them giving up Halliburton, especially after the season he had. So I think yeah. that what's more likely is Marlon Bagley the third and a pick. I think that if you're getting a swap of Buddy Hield and Ben Simmons, Marvin Bailey the third has always had that potential talent that it's a lot of injuries and then also family issues are getting involved um, <laughs> and a pick with it. I think that works as well for both parties. I think Buddy Hield is in need of some motivation to a team. I think that's he's that sort of D'Angelo Russell where he's not on a contender, so he's playing to some level but isn't raising his game where he could get to. And I think if he steps onto a team like the Sixers that are going to be competing, I think you'd see a bit of a different animal. Yeah, I don't I know. Agree. I like Buddy Hill, and I do think it's a good fit. But <laughs> my problem is whenever I look at all of these trades, I just think I think you're better off just keeping Ben and and see, seeing how it goes. I just don't think any of these really would make me want to pull the trigger. But as you said, as I said about a million times, if he does Buddy Hill, yeah, Buddy Hill is like, was it? Was he um, the best three point shooter? Oh like, no, I really like Buddy. Yeah, yeah, I really like yeah. Buddy Hill. But I'd, I'd take that trade if it did have Halliburton, one hundred percent. I just, yeah, I, I mean, really the, the trade, the, the trade is Hill and Halliburton, but I can't see the Kings going for that. I don't I think they'd want to lose Halliburton that cheaply. But, so I think it would be Bagley and picks. I think either the Kings one, including Halliburton. The Blazers one or the Timberwolves one. If I had to do it, it'd be one of those three if I'm the Sixers. Yeah. And of realistically one. what I think they could get. I think yeah. it'd be one of those three. If those were on the table, I'd take the Kings one, one hundred percent. But I don't mm. think that will be on the table. So I think I'd rather go for the for the Timberwolves one. And personally, selfishly, I'd quite like to see the Timberwolves get Ben Simmons. <laughs> um I think that would improve him, not to a drastic degree, but I I like that for him. I like. That. I, I'd like to see the Timbers one purely on the basis as well of that when they come up and match against each other. <laughs> if like D'Angelo Russell hit like a game-winning shot, you just know Embiid's going to tweet something at Cat like, "I've got yeah. your boy now." Ice in the face. Yeah, like, that is true. There, there would be something along those lines. Yeah, it would be it would be like a derby for it now. But um, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna end that one there. That's the Ben Simmons the decision that isn't going to be the LeBron James one that was shown on ESPN Live, but um, something's going to come to fruition. We're just not sure what it's going to be, but I'm sure we'll find out sooner or later. Uh, the NBA is ages away, unfortunately, still. Uh, summer camp begins the end of September, and then the regular season is like mid-October. It feels like forever. I don't know about you, but it's felt like there's a massive gap this time. I don't know if there actually is or if it's just sort of my perceptions, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot to sort of... We're going to have a lot to unpack before the season even begins, realistically. Um 2K comes out soon, though, so there's that. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow us across all of our platforms. We're everywhere at Swingman Pod. Um, subscribe to us for whatever you're listening to on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, uh, and leave us a review because it helps us out more than you know. Um, and, yeah, we'll catch you in the ne- next podcast, wherever that may be. Um, thank you very much for listening, and peace.